This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The views expressed by guests on this program do not necessarily represent the views of the host or owners of the Doggy Diva Show and do not necessarily constitute endorsement of products. Medical information discussed by guests on this program are those of the guests and is only for informational purposes and should not replace medical advice by your local veterinarian professional. Hi, this is Susan Marie from the Doggy Diva Show. This week, heartworm awareness for dogs. And when we get stressed, our pets can be a calming resource. That's what's on our show this week. Let's get started. Hey, did you hear that? What is that? It's the bark heard round the world. The Doggy Diva Show. Here's national award-winning author and animal advocate, Susan Marie. Hi, welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, the show for animal lovers. I'm your host, Susan Marie, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co-hosts, the Doggy Divas themselves. Thank you for joining us today as we bring the experts in the pet and animal world right to you. Contact us at thedoggydiva.com. That's the D-O-G-G-Y-D-I-V-A.com. We love hearing from you. So go grab a cup of coffee and your pet's favorite treat, and we'll be back in just a moment. How many of you have pets? My hand's raised. Now think about how lucky you are to have such a sweet little pet in your life. And that pet is lucky to have you too. But unfortunately, there are countless pets out there that don't have a home to call their own. However, Bob's from Skechers is trying to change that. So we developed Bob's for dogs and cats to help pets in need. With every purchase of adorable Bob's footwear or fun, stylish apparel, or even the cutest Bob's pet accessories, Skechers makes a donation to Petco Love to help save shelter pets. And with your help, we've already saved the lives of over 1 million pets and raised over $7 million. So while you're getting style and comfort with features like Skechers' famous memory foam cushioning, you're also helping to save an adorable pet in need and helping another lucky owner be connected with a future best friend and companion. Because happiness is having a loving pet by your side. Find Bob's at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, select Petco locations, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. I am here with Monica Layton, president of Professional Pet Sitting, with our pet tip of the week. And hey, Monica, one thing that I think that as a, a pet parent that I have a concern about and I I always like to learn more about because it's so prevalent is heartworm awareness in our dogs. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So heartworm disease in pets can sometimes even be a fatal issue. Um, It's very, very important that all of our pets and our pet owners know about heartworm disease no matter where they live. Some states, they recommend year-round heartworm prevention. Some recommend it seasonally. But no matter where your location is, at some point during the year, you need to know and be educated and aware of heartworms and all the damage that they can do to our pets. 
So for today, I want to start out with our dogs because dogs and cats can be a little different when it comes to treatment and preventions and stuff, heartworms. So today we're going to really talk about our dogs. And for dogs and heartworm disease, okay, so heartworms are a worm that, and it's a long spaghetti-like type worm. They're plasticky and they live in the heart and they can also live in the lungs. Heartworms can live in our pets like six to eight years. And the female heartworms will reproduce and have babies. And the young stages of the baby heartworms are called microfilaria. Now, the way your dog will get heartworms is from mosquitoes. So mosquitoes can transfer they, the microfilaria larvae dog to dog. So for instance, you can have a heartworm positive dog and the mosquito bites that dog, takes a blood meal, and then flies off. And that can be transferred to other pets, to other dogs, um, to other mosquitoes. So that's how heartworm disease gets spread, and it's through mosquitoes. You can have dogs that are indoor dogs, and they can still get heartworm disease because mosquitoes have the potential of getting into our homes. Um, so it's not a situation to where, oh, my dog is pee pad trained. I don't think he's ever going to get heartworms. We have, over the 23 years that I've been at the animal hospital, we have had multiple heartworm cases, and a couple of those dogs were dogs that were paper tray lined, that were pee pad trained. The little guys that people don't even let go outside and get into the grass, and they're still coming in with heartworms because where we are in Florida, heartworm mosquitoes mm -hmm. are everywhere, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they are for a long period of time. So I just want to make sure that people are aware that Anywhere that there is a mosquito, your pet has the opportunity to get heartworm disease. So it's not something that's just for outdoor animals. So heartworms can cause a lot of damage within our pets. Um, of course, because they live in the heart, they can cause heart failure, but they can also cause lung disease. And heartworms, they, they base your heartworm disease and progression on where you are symptomatically and also what your worm burden is. So what they do is if you come down with heartworm disease, there's different ways to treat it. There is um, first, gonna, they're going to run a blood test. They're going to make sure that the dog is heartworm positive. A lot of the blood tests are done every year when you go in with your vaccines. Um, so most pets that come in for their annual visit, their checkup, their vaccinations, will have a heartworm done every year to make sure their pet is heartworm-free. Even if they're on a heartworm prevention, it is recommended the pet is tested once a year. You definitely want to know there can always be failures. We have some dogs that come in and the clients will call us and they're all upset because they're cleaning out their couch cushion and they found three of the heartworm pills that their dog happily took out of their hand and ran with to go which they thought lay on the couch and eat or go to their bed. And later they're really getting in those cushions and find like the little stash oh that was saved for later. And they call, Oh my gosh, you know, apparently, you know, she hasn't had it in like two, three months. I found three of them. I don't know how long <laughs> they've been there. Things can happen. So you always, always want to just double check, make sure that your pet is tested 
once a year at least to make sure that they stay heartworm free. So the blood test that is taken tests for microfilaria in the dog's bloodstream. Okay. So that means that the pet to get to that microfilaria stage, that that heartworm had to have been inside the pet's bloodstream for four to five months. And the reason I talk about this and why it's important is because when you have a dog that came from a rescue and you do not know the background of, or you have a new pet that's coming to a home, even if it's a puppy that you have gotten somewhere, but let's say the puppy is a little older, if you do not have a heartworm history, you want to make sure that you are retesting. Okay, so what you would do is you would test the dog initially. So let's say you go out and you adopt a dog or you get a dog. You make sure that the dog was tested for heartworms. If that dog is negative, you want to get them on a prevention right away. However, you want to follow up generally about six months later to make sure that that dog is still heartworm negative. The reason you're doing this is not because you want to make sure that the heartworm medication that you've just given is working. It's because you want to make sure that if that dog was recently infected, he was recently infected when you got him, Mm. that you're not missing a heartworm positive case that just has not been in the bloodstream long enough to show up on the test. So if you don't follow up with that secondary test and you just follow up the year later, you could have a dog that is progressing into a larger worm burden. So the longer that the longer the microfilaria is in there, it turns into adult worms, which then begin to reproduce. And the more damage that can be done to the heart and the lungs because it's been in there longer. So that's why you always, when you initially start treatment, you always want to do your first initial test begin your prevention, and then retest roughly around six months later. That way you can make sure you're going forward in a truly negative manner. So signs and symptoms. When we talk about heartworms, sometimes pets can go asymptomatic, meaning that they're not showing symptoms or they're showing very mild symptoms. So they've kind of classified symptoms into four levels. So you'll have like your class one to where it's very mild symptoms and they may have an occasional cough. And then you get to class two where they have mild to moderate symptoms, such as an occasional cough. But then they also become more tired. Um, They're kind of more tired, more worn out after just a moderate activity level. So if you notice the pet is slowing down a little bit after activity and they're having a cough occasionally, um, that could be class two symptoms. Our class three is more severe symptoms, just as um, the pet can begin to appear just not right. They can appear to be starting to become sick. They have a more consistent cough to where it's not every now and again. It's sometimes more prevalent. It's it's more frequent. Um, They're beginning to get tired after mild activity, just running around the house or very light activity, they're becoming very tired. They can show signs of panting more, having a little bit of difficulty breathing. And that can be starting signs that they're getting into heart issues. 
because of the worms. Um, some of these class two and three symptoms can even be seen in chest x-rays. So at that stage, when they take radiographs, you can almost see heartworms at times in the heart of the x-ray. And then we have our class four, which they refer to as cable syndrome. So this is a heavy worm burden that the blood is flowing back to the heart and being physically blocked by the large mass of worms. So at this stage, it's becoming life-threatening and they would literally have to go in and most likely surgically remove the heartworms at that stage because that's really the only option because it's too risky to do the regular treatments. And surgery at that stage is risky as well. I wanted everybody to know the different types of symptoms. That way, if they see any of those from mild to moderate, you're definitely getting in and having your pet checked and you know what to look for. So let's talk preventions. Heartworm preventions vary. And this is where I feel like a lot of pet owners can become confused because there's so many different products on the market. I mean, you can walk into a vet's office sometimes and become overwhelmed with all of the different options you have. And they have all these different options because all pets are different. It's just, just like people, they all have their own things. And sometimes getting prevention into them can be easier by injection or it can be easier by a topical dose or it could be easier with a beef chew. So they have different versions to make compliance super easy. It's not that one is greater than the other. And in some cases they are, there's different stages of what medications cover. But because there's so many, I like clients to really be aware of what they need to ask their veterinarian when they're choosing their heartworms, their heartworm prevention. And the number one reason that clients get confused is with some of the combos out there. And over the years, medicine has advanced so much to where you can do your heartworms, your internal parasites, your fleas, ticks, all in one. So a lot of clients will get accustomed to doing one to a month and that covers everything. Or they'll get accustomed to doing drops on the back of the neck that do everything. And if for some reason their vet is recommending a different product or there's a short supply issue with manufacturers and for some reason they're switched to a different product, that new one may be only heartworm or maybe only flea tick. It may be something that you have to purchase two items to get the same coverage that you used to get in one. And that's where I see a lot of pet owners get confused at and they'll come in and purchase, um, for instance, like Brevecto, which is a topical flea and tick or a chewable flea and tick. It comes both ways. And they think that their pet is covered for heartworms and they're not. They're indeed just covered for flea and ticks. So that's why I wanted to really go over everything with everybody so they knew what to look for and what to ask. So heartworm prevention can come in, like I said, the three different ways. There is an injectable heartworm that is called ProHeart. ProHeart comes in two formulas. It comes in a ProHeart 6, 
which is essentially a six-month duration. And then there's an injection that's called ProHeart 12, which comes as a 12-month duration. So the cost is pretty much the same. It's not any cheaper to get the 12 than it is the 6. It's just how often you have to go into your veterinarian to get the injection. So if you have a pet that you have a hard time putting something on the back of the neck or you have a hard time giving them a chew and actually getting them to eat it, and also for the owners that have a hard time remembering to give the prevention every month, injectable could be a great way to go. And the reason they have all that formulas out there, all the different options, is because heartworm disease can be so detrimental to a pet's health, they want to make it easy for every pet owner to be on prevention. So that's why they make it in so many different variations. So that way, if it's easy for the client to do and keep up with, then more pets will be on it. Secondly, they have their chews that are strictly heartworm. So you can have a heart guard, interceptor, there's there's a bunch of different ones out there. The main thing is when you go into your veterinarian and they recommend a medication, make sure you're asking what it covers, number one. If you are in an area where you don't see a huge flea and tick burden, maybe it's winter season up north, you want to make sure that your pet is bare minimum covered for heartworm prevention all year round. If some people choose to not do flea and tick year round, then go with something that is a strictly heartworm medication. Heartworm medication also covers a lot of internal parasites, which is great. So a lot of them will cover your hookworms, your roundworms, your tapeworms, things that they can get from the soil. So definitely when you talk to your veterinarian, make sure that you check and see what the medication's covered. Make sure that you know the duration, how often you're supposed to give it. And for example, like when you do the chewables, like your heart guard, your interceptor, when you're on that once a month chewable, a lot of people also get confused with how that works. So it's when you give that heartworm on the first of the month or whenever you do it, you're actually not killing the heartworms for the next month going forward. What you're doing is when you're giving that medication, it is killing the stages of the heartworm going back. So a lot of people get confused thinking, okay, well, I got this new puppy. Um, we're going to get it on and it's going to be good. Well, you're going to be kept inside. We don't need to worry about it. We're just going to get rid of what it has, get it on a prevention. You definitely want to stay on everything long-term. So no matter where you are, no matter what the activity level is, whether it's indoor, outdoor, whatever, you want to be in a heartworm year round to prevent heartworms. I think too with that, and this is the really important part, consistency. We do a chewable, but you can't not give it. You have to keep giving it month after month after month. It's the consistency. Absolutely. And they have like apps that you can get on your phone that can remind you once a month. It'll pop up a little alert. Don't forget to give your, and whatever the product is, a lot of the different manufacturers of the medications offer kind of stuff like that. Um, whatever the product is, if you go to that company's website, you can sign up for alerts and they can send you like a text once a month or an email once a month to remind you when to give it on whatever day you choose. Um, like I said, there's the app download. They have a lot of different things to make it easy on people because, I mean, I work in a veterinary office and I have to rely on my app 
to tell me when to give it because I will forget. And my dogs go to work with me every day. <laughs> yes, I mean, when you're in a regular day-to-day routine, some things are not on the top of your mind every day. You know, everybody has you know, a, a busy life and they're going about their routine. And when it's only once a month, you think, oh, first of the month, I'm going to remember to do all this stuff. Well, that isn't always the case. <laughs> so just know that there's help out there. There's a lot of things you can do to kind of set up what you want done, what you want that date to be every month, and go from there going forward make sure they're tested once a year, make sure they stay on a medication, and your pet should stay healthy. That's great information. You know, I mean, I've been doing this for so long, and, and I happen to like heart guard with mine. They aren't out a lot, but I believe that the heart guard works best, plus they eat it. Some of the other ones I've tried, they'd be in my cushions. But they eat yeah, it. So, yeah. So, but it's the consistency. It is. And it's different for every pet. Mm-hmm. Um, like my guys, for example, I am on Interceptor Plus. Interceptor Plus is similar to HeartGuard, but it covers one additional worm, which is tapeworm. Now, with the pets on a flea and tick, that shouldn't be an issue. But it just depends on what people like and what. And honestly, there's a lot of them out there that you can choose specifically based on cost. Mm-hmm. You know, and your veterinarian should be able to help you with that. Should be able to tell you what it covers. Is there a generic? Is the generic as good? Are you seeing issues? The other thing that I like to remind people of also is the guarantee. So, and I'm not saying that the product is not good, but if you get into a situation where your pet is on a heartworm product, Heartworm products are guaranteed from the manufacturer. So if your pet has been tested and they were negative for heartworms and they're put on a prevention and you've purchased enough to give it every month and the pet gets heartworms, the manufacturers will cover the treatment for your pet's heartworm because they are guaranteed products. Yeah. Now here's here's the here's the fine print on that. You have to purchase those products from veterinarians. If you do not purchase that product from a veterinarian, you lose your guarantee. So, for example, if you purchase a product from like Chewy or Pet Meds, Chewy or Pet Meds may give a guarantee and reimburse up to a certain amount, but it is not going to cover your entire cost of heartworm treatment. And that's your difference. So, I tell people if that is something that they are concerned about and they want to have the guarantee for the manufacturers. A lot of veterinarians have rebates that they that are given to veterinarians only because of the price difference. So veterinarians cannot always buy in the large bulk that pet meds and chewies can purchase in. So if you purchase from a veterinarian, then if you go to the websites, you can get rebates sent to cover the price difference between getting a discount somewhere and getting you know, a different price mm-hmm. at your veterinarian. Yeah. That's why you'll see a lot of differences in pricing. Also, if you check, a lot of veterinarians have online stores that come directly set up through the distributors. And oftentimes on those online stores, you will get the same pricing from other online stores, but it's purchased from a veterinarian. So you have that backup guarantee. So if the guarantee is something that you are concerned about, just know that where you purchase you know, the medication from is an issue. And that's good to know. I mean, because I don't think that a lot of people are aware of that. So that's a very important point. 
Absolutely. And again, it's not that the medication is some, some distributors directly will sell to a lot of online distributors and then some do not. So if the online store can not purchase through a veterinarian or cannot purchase through a distributor, then you often wonder how they get that product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's purchased. So it's just finding out the specifics when you order things. But I always like to tell people about the differences when you talk about heartworms in particular, because people will have the assumption that they're covered and then sometimes find out later they were not. So I always, there, there's no judgment anywhere. Like you purchase from wherever you're comfortable with. As long as your pet's on a prevention, that is the number one goal. But I just like to make sure that everybody is educated so they do not get in a situation later to where they feel like they were covered on something and then they're not. As usual, you bring us this great information and it's very, very helpful. And it's also very timely as we go into the season Whereas we're in Florida, so it's always this way. But in some of the places, whereas we're coming into the warmer months, I believe that this is very important information to have. Not only the symptoms, the prevention, the care, but also when you purchase you know, your heart prevention or tick and flea, whatever it is, that if you get it all together, make sure that you work it out with your veterinarian on how that is going to happen because it may be something that has to do with, like Monica said, a guarantee. So there's so many things to keep in mind. And also, like Monica said, too, there are apps that could help you. I have a thing on my calendar that I just put in every month. So I have that, but however it is that makes it easy or makes it so that you can do it consistently, that's what's important. So Monica, as always, great information. Thank you guys so much. And I hope everybody have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you. You too. We'll be back in just a minute. Hello, everyone. Susan Marie here to tell you about the award-winning three book series, The Doggy Diva Diaries. It is a trilogy of heartwarming and inspirational stories about Miss Olive, a lonely little rescue pup, hoping to find her forever family and friends and a life filled with love. In this series, Miss Olive learns that it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, it's the kindness and love you have on the inside that counts. Available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other online booksellers. And please visit us at thedoggydiva.com for more information. Thank you, everyone. Coming up, are you sometimes stressed? Your dog may be a calming influence. Stay with us. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet 
welcome back everyone to the Doggy Diva Show. As a pet parent, looking at my fur kids, it's hard for me not to smile. And it's a well-known fact that our pups show us unconditional love. But is having a pup at home with us as beneficial for our minds as it is for our hearts? With us today to share insight on the connection between dogs and mental health is Chief Marketing Officer of Bill Jack Foods, Kim Gablin. Hey, Kim, welcome back. Hi, Sue. Thank you for having me on. This is such a great topic. Yes, I'm so excited. It And it's so relevant to what's going on like in the world right now and pet parents and people connecting with their pets. This is like a real, this is like a real story. This is like a really important story. And, and like the bond and we all, you and I, when we talk, we always talk about the bond that we share with our fur kids, how important it is. Um, but it has Mm -hmm. like a lot of benefits. I think it's benefits that we don't even really recognize unless we really stop to think about it. So can you just share a few ways that maybe, um, dogs have helped us with our mental health? Yeah, you know, there, it's really interesting, Sue, because there is so much research and, and, you know, research continues to come out about the benefits that uh, pet ownership, that, that being a pet parent can do for us, right? And so, you know, we all kind of know, like you said, ourselves, that we, we feel this, we, we sense this, but, you know, it's really great to see that the science is there to support it, that there's a lot of really information about how much our dogs can do for us, you know, and especially for our mental health. And, you know, certainly, you know, the, the first thing that they do, and, and you mentioned it, was really that companionship, right, that, that bond. You know, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're always there for us um, during good times and bad times, you know, whether you're lonely, whether you've had a rough day at work, or whether you've had a great day and you want to share that with them, they are always there to, like, you know, lend support. And, you know, they don't judge us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just there for us, you know. So, and, and, and you could just tell, I mean, I, I know, you know, Blizzard, I could just look into his eyes and I could know he, you know, he was feeling me, right? He was thinking, hey, I know you've had a tough day or whatever. So I think that, that that companionship is one way that they can certainly help with our mental health. You know, secondly is socialization. Um, you know, how many times have we all been out on, you know, walking our dog, you know, and, and maybe we might talk to other people. Someone might ask us, oh, well, what kind of dog is that? Or, you know, um, you know, uh, how old is your dog or, oh, can I pet him? You know, so, so those kinds of things, right, are, they, they lead to more face-to-face interactions with other people. And those extra social interactions, even just like chatting, you know, like just a, a you know, simple, you know, hello and how are you and talking about your dog can, can just be enough, right, to like, you know, to connect us to other people and, and to have, um, and have discussions. It was great when I was doing some of the research for us to talk today, one of the things I saw was there was a, a woman who was in her 70s and she was living alone and she had a dog and she was walking her dog and she ended up walking the dog, meeting a gentleman. They just struck up a conversation, happened to see each other, you know, then going forward, you know, out on walks and they ended up getting married. Aww. Yeah, the socializing. It, it, and if you're alone or if you're you know, living away from your family or whatever, or whether you're a senior, mm-hmm. but it, it, does it's it sort of t- helps take that loneliness away it it's that socialization that i think we kind of just you know we appreciate more now than maybe before what we went through when everyone was kind of isolated and coming back out yeah. of it i think that people just appreciate kind of 
re-meeting the world and you're doing it with your dog, which is a great segue. It's almost like a, like a little friend or a companion that you're out with. And a lot of other people are out with their dogs, even if they're not out with their dogs. It's kind of like, like an icebreaker or something that every Mm -hmm. people just connect with these pets. Yeah, well, and they, you know, everybody, they're just icebreakers. They're natural mm-hmm. icebreakers, and they people want to talk to you and talk to you about your dog, and like, who can resist, right? So exactly. it really does help socially to, to help. And, and, you know, and we talk about socially, but we also talk about, you know, I know mental health isn't the same as physical activity, but, but it's really funny, just like it is with dogs, you know, being physical is a mental thing, too. And so, you know, that physical activity, getting out on those walks, mm-hmm. Um, you know, that pumps blood through your brain, right? It pumps it through your body, pumps it through your heart, you know, and so all those things actually, you know, it, physical activity is actually linked to your mental health. So all of those extra walks and the playtime that you have together, you know, and the other kinds of forms of exercise that you're doing, you know, those are like an extra advantage of having a dog. You know, when you're doing those things with your dog, it is not just helping you physically, even though you're being physical, it's helping you mentally too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's so important. It's not only an advantage to you, it's an advantage for the dog as well. Oh yeah. And like I said, you know, it's, you know, and dogs, you know, certainly dogs are using that, that sniffer, right? They're using that nose Mm -hmm. and that's telling them all kinds of information that they're getting using that nose. And that is definitely very mental for them. You know, so again, you know, we always talk about, Hey, it's great to go out and get your heart pumping and everything, but it does a lot of good things for your brain too. And so that's, that's really important to know. Um, the, the fourth thing that really, um, helps with mental health is an established routine, right? Mm -hmm. Having a good daily routine, you know, can help reduce anxiety. You know, we don't always think about it, but, you know, some days when you don't have anything planned and you're like, okay, well, what do I have to do today and what has to happen? And, well, no, no, I got to get up. I got to take the dog out. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> Time to get up, feed the dog, right? So let's take care of the dog. Let's, let's get out and, um, and you know, maybe go for a walk, uh, go potty. Um, you know, it, it really helps to add some structure to your day. And so those meal times, those walks, um, that play time, you know, that extra responsibility gives you a sense of purpose, right, an achievement when you see your when you see your best friend, right? So when you're taking care of them. And that, you know, that that routine um actually really does, you know, make a difference in, in lowering that anxiety and kind of having an expectation of this is what's supposed to happen. Like it adds a certain structure. And I think that a lot of people need well, I'm one of these people. I need structure. I take like mm-hmm. fawn out, we go out first thing, you know, when I get out up in the morning, we go out and then I come home and I feed the other, everyone eats, but she's the only one that I take out on a walk. The other two I don't, they're like just little foo-foo dogs. <laughs> they like playing in the yard, but she <laughs> likes, she likes a nice long walk, which helps me. And I see the same people every morning. And then when John gets home at night, we take the dogs out, we take her out again late at evening and we see the same people. So it's mm-hmm. like you're interacting with these people but it helps to add structure to what I'm doing in my day because I go out, I take her out, and then I feed her, and then I have my coffee and read the, what's going on in the news, and go. we wind it down in the evening by doing the same thing. So it's you're right. It's mm-hmm. very important to have that structure because it does help to decrease that anxiety. It's not like, what do I have to do next? What do I have to do? It like sort of helps to build um, a routine. Yeah, well, and, and it's really interesting that you say that, Sue, because, you know, and during all that stuff, right, while you're on the walk, while you're maybe having a cup of coffee, you know, those kinds of things, then you're kind of like sorting out your day and you're mm-hmm. kind of figuring out. It kind of eases you into all that, right, without yes. as much drama and, 
you know, kind of stress. So I, I think that, that that established routine can really be very helpful to our mental health, right, with our dogs Absolutely. and we're doing those, those kinds of things together. You know, and then, and then certainly, you know, last but not least would be, you know, therapy and recovery. Yes is something that, that they that dogs help us with. You know, we hear a lot about, um, you know, um, folks that, you know, I mean, I, I'm so amazed and in awe of all of the amazing therapy dogs that have been trained out there. And, you know, um, and that, you know, people who are, you know, in the hospital um, can benefit, right, from having a visit from some of those people, right? There's people in assisted living situations, right, who benefit from having those therapy dogs. And then we think about all those amazing um, also, you know, so well-trained guide dogs and service dogs, right, that are helping people who might be, you know, blind or might be um, hearing impaired or, you know, um, may have uh, lost a limb. You know, we, we obviously work with uh, America's Vet Dogs, and um, and America's Vet Dogs really, that you know, they're focused on helping veterans and first responders who have, um, who have disabilities, and so, um, you know, being able to get a dog to them that whether it's for PTSD or it's for um, or for actually a physical issue, right, could be um, could also be potentially have seizures. Yeah. So, you know, those kinds of things, right, that, that dogs can certainly be a huge help. But, you know, it's funny, people don't always realize that it's not just it's not just those physical things that they might be able to do, right, helping them cross the street, those kinds of things, but the mental support. Absolutely. That they provide, yep. right? And, and, you know, yep. Joe, Joe's great. Joe's who, who's on our, our package for oh, yes. America's Vet Dogs treats. I mean, he'll, he'd be the first person to tell you that, you know, hey, you know, he, the dog was helping him with this and helping him with that. But then what he realized was it really was helping him just from a mental point of view, right? The support, the love, the he's always there, right? So the, all those things really made a difference to Joe that, you know, I don't think Joe was even expecting, right, when he had entered into the program. So there's so many great things that they can do for recovery and therapy. I admire all of that. And we, we have a great seeing eye dog um, organization down here that trains for, you know, all over the country and mm-hmm. the the vet dogs, all of that. They're so important. And I, I, we always think of them as, oh, they have a purpose to help them, whether it's to have them walk, like you said, or have them here or have seizure alerts or diabetic alerts or any of these alerts. But it's just, I think, the companionship, too, that they have the and to help mm-hmm. with the overall mental health of the people that they're supporting. So it is. It's so important. And I think that until all of these things were happening in the world, and especially the way we are right now, mental health is so key in so many aspects of what we talk about in in the world right now, that it's just knowing that these dogs, our dogs, our pet dogs, and these professionally trained dogs do so much to positively impact our mental health. Yeah, well, you know, and I, and I think, you know, it's really interesting. I know that one of the studies that I read about, um, you know, when you think about stress and depression and just all the things we've been through as, as people the last few years, you know, that could be just as debilitating as something physical. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that, you know, it it manifests itself differently, but it can be very stressful. So, and, you know, they've looked at, in the study that I read about, they've they've actually looked at, you know, people who were over 60 who had a dog and they did not live with another human companion, right? They just had the dog. And what they found was um, if they did not have a dog, they were four, they had a four time higher diagnosis of being clinically depressed than if they had a dog. 
So that, I mean, that's a big amount, it, right? It is. Four, you're four times more likely to be dep- to be um, clinically depressed. Kinda, yeah, that's... Than, you know, than than not having a dog, right? So that that's a really big thing. And they also found that the people who had a dog, again, living alone, had a dog, um, had lower medical services and greater life satisfaction. And so, again, you know, attributing a lot of that to their relationship with their dog, that caring for someone else. Yes. You know, making, make, you know, making that effort or whatever that, that really can, can be a huge, you know, can be a huge help, a huge support from a mental perspective. Thank you for bringing that to our attention because it is, that's a huge number. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, and I think it's, I, what I think is also really interesting. And um, I know another one of the studies um, that, that I looked at on um, some psychologists from Purdue University and the University of Pennsylvania, you know, um, found that petting a dog, you know, a friendly dog can lower your blood pressure, slow your heart rate, relax your muscles, and, and reduce stress. And it can do that in as little as 5 to 24 minutes. Wow. So, you know, it's not a really, you know, it's not a really long time. I mean, that's faster than a lot of medicine would actually, you know, help. Um, and so, so I mean, it's, it's just those little things that, you know, those are all physical things we talked about. But honestly, that blood, blood pressure, their heart rate, all that is, you know, it's anxiety, it's, stress, you know, and so I think that, you know, it's really helpful, you know, to hear that, hey, you know, it really does, you know, make a big difference, right? Even just that, that petting, you know, I just love it, you know, when, when Blizzard would be on my lap and I could pet him for, you know, just for a half an hour yeah. or whatever, he, you know, he never, being able to, to do that is, is, you know, is very relaxing and also, um, you know, again, um, helps with those kind of positive endorphins that we have that, again, you know, help to support that kind of healthy mental state. Yeah, because they say like it helps to release like serotonin and all the positive, uh, the dopamines and things in your body, just the simple petting or being with your pet. So that's all like good, organic, natural, just feeling good. And I think that that's so important to people, especially now. People just, they want to feel good and they want to be able to focus on something that's going to give them that feeling of feeling better all over. And, mm-hmm. and I think that that's well, what dogs and, bring us. And I, and I completely agree. And I, and I think, you know, I think, you know, over the last few years, right, where we've been more isolated, I mean, people did reach out and, and adopt more dogs, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that they, I think, you know, even though maybe they weren't doing it just specifically because it was for mental health, I mean, there were a lot of different reasons, you know, obviously the shelters needed help and there were, there were a lot of good things that came out of that. But I really do feel like, you know, the, the, that really was a win-win for, you know, for the shelters, for the dogs, and for the people who did adopt, right, to be able to bring that animal into their life. And, you know, there's, there's just a lot of research, too, about um, children and, and, and having a dog growing up and, um, and anxiety as well, you know, being able to help with anxiety and, and, um, and help them through kind of tough times and, you know, someone else for them to talk to <laughs> who doesn't judge them or doesn't, you know, doesn't talk back to them or give them, you know, tell them what to do. So there, there can be some, some very many, you know, many benefits, right? Whether you're, you know, whether you're young, whether you're a young child or a teenager or an adult or somebody who's older, right? There's just a lot of benefits that, you know, we sometimes take for granted from those, those little furry friends that we have. It's interesting you bring that up. I was just talking on uh, with someone yesterday who I hadn't talked to in a while, and she's caring for seeing, uh, her adult um, uh, parents, and mm-hmm. she's she's so stressed. And she said, "And I come home, and her dog's there, 
and she goes and it just like is it calms me down he he doesn't want anything he does he just loves to go for a walk we go out we go for walks mm -hmm. and she said it's just so she knows what she has to do to take care of her parents and it's it's just something that part of our life but she says to come home and see her dog is and go out and he's just so happy to be with her she said it takes all the stress down he she says within minutes my stress and my anxiety is down and i'm out walking with him and i feel so much better about life itself so yeah what you're saying is true and and what i wanted to bring up kim i always talk about the best friends club and and the newsletter that you guys i look forward to it I found this on your dog blog, Are Dogs Good for Mental Health? And I found it to be such a compelling mm -hmm. article, which I'm so glad we're sharing. And thank you for doing this. Um, I just felt it was really important to share. For the listeners, and it's a, to me, during the pandemic, looking forward to this, I it was a great connection because, of course, my connection with people is animals. And it was reading the newsletter, The Best Friends Club, and also going on the website and finding different things. And how can the listeners... G learn more about Belljack, obviously, and also be a part of this, this great uh, little family that you have going on here with the Best Friends Club. Yeah, you know, um, I always say come to our website. That's a great place to start. It's uh, belljack.com. It's B-I-L-J-A-C.com. And we um, we have a tab for pet parents, but we also have on that main page, there's a place where you can join our Best Friends Club. We, um, we actually send out a, an email newsletter about once a month about mid-month, and, um, and you, can, you can sign up for it. You can even choose to get a coupon for our treats or for our food. So um, we send that out about a month later. So it's really great. We want to be able to have be value added for, you know, for our Bill Jack family. And we, and we like, you know, writing these articles, right? We like looking into these articles. And actually, um, you know, it's really great that you brought it up that this was from one of the Best Friends Club um, articles because mm -hmm. I had seen a story done um, that someone had done talking about all the amazing mental benefits of having a dog. And I just thought, oh, this is something that our best friends club would really enjoy reading, right? They really get this. They'd like to know more about, you know, all the things they do for their dog and they love their dog and their dog does so many things for them that maybe they're not aware of. So, so this was a really great story to be able to share. And I try to look for those things, you know, when I'm, when I'm out and about looking for ideas for stories that we can share with, um, things that other people, you know, other pet parents would want to know about and learn about, not just about nutrition, but about, you know, just about our dogs and, and what about them and how can we help them live long, healthy lives. So, so that's always a really great way to be able to do that. And there's so much stuff on the website. I mean, there's all the articles that we've ever um, published are out there. And then certainly um, we have a great store locator. So if you're looking for a particular formula or if you're not sure which formula to feed, we have a great store, um, we have a great like selector so that you could put in some information about your dog and then we can help um, recommend some foods for you. So there's great ways you can get in contact with us on the website too. There's a contact us. So there's lots of great things. You know, we want it to be uh, something that is helpful and supportive to our Belljack family. And that's what's so important. And I, we all have it in common. We all love our pets. We all love our dogs. We all want to make sure that they're nutritionally sound. We're doing what's best for their health and their physical well-being. And the fact that Bill Jack brought this, and it was very well, I mean, there was scientific evidence to, was data to back everything up. Not only are you a great place, a source for learning more about our pets health and dog food and all the great things that you have, but also you're a great source for um, this, what we just spoke about as far as like mental health aspects or different things that maybe aren't out there that you sort of search out so that a pet parent 
it brings it to our attention and goes, oh my gosh, this is so wonderful. Reading it, I felt like, oh, this is like tapping into how I feel and how I know a lot of people I know feel. So I just felt it was really important that we bring this out for those maybe who didn't read it. You may want to just join the Best Friends Club because there's all little goodies like this in there that you get monthly. And I look forward to it. And I always say, you know, I think I know pretty much about animals. I've been doing it my whole life. And, but I always (laughs) learned something new. (laughs) Me too. Me too. It's been, it's been 20 some years that I've been, uh, that I've been in pet food. And so it's, it's, I, there's always something new to learn or there's new studies or new things to yes. share. So we, we have a lot of fun, um, you know, just like other people, right, learning about it because we care about dogs too. And so it's it's not just about, like you said, it's not just about what they eat, but it's a lot of other things that help them be healthy and, um, and, and you know, live a long, healthy life. So we want to be able to, you know, share kind of those fun things that we care about as pet people too. That's so great. And again, where can the listeners go to learn more about Bill Jack? Um, come to billjack.com at bil-jac.com. That's a great place to start. Awesome. Kim, thank you so much for being our guest today and for sharing this valuable, these valuable, important insights into how dogs can have a positive effect on our mental health. It's, it takes unconditional love to a whole different level. And thank you for spending the time in sharing all this really valuable information with us. I, th- I think everyone's going to be looking at this and going, oh, listening and going, yes, that's right. So thank you so very much. Thanks. Just giving everybody, just giving everybody another reason to go give their dog an extra hug today. Exactly. <laughs> Look in those eyes and you're going to go, oh, I feel so much better. <laughs> so thank you so much, Kim. And we will be back in just a moment. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. We would like to thank our guests this week. And also, as our doggy divas always say, please love your pets because they love you unconditionally. And please remember to adopt, foster, spay, neuter, and microchip. And as always, please have a great Diva Week, everyone. That's all for this episode of The Doggy Diva Show. To find out more, go to our website, thedoggydiva.com. Also, find us on our Facebook page, The Doggy Diva Show and tell your fellow dog lovers about it. Don't miss Susan Marie, Miss Olive, and the Doggy Divas right here for the next episode. See you again soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.